This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus and I make it known that I do not trust nor depend on my limited human abilities, but I'm trusting in you, Spirit of God, to preach through me tonight the very word of God. Let it go forth and change the hearts of each and every believer. And in advance, I will be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And those who agree shout, Amen. You may be seated. Well, first of all, let me say thank you, Apostle Theo, Dr. Bev, Mom and Dad, for the privilege and the honor uh, to speak to your people and impart the Word of God. I am so grateful. And tonight, as part of my message, I will be also quoting some age-old sayings that Apostle Theo has imparted into, into my heart and into your hearts as well. So tonight, the title of my message is, uh, first of all, is Eternal Perspective. Eternal Perspective. Many of you coming back and saying, Pastor Johnny, we wanted to hear about the atomic bomb. How many of you wanted to hear about that? Okay, yes, we will. Thank you, Pastor Greg. He's the only one that said he wanted to hear. So I'll talk to him afterwards. I won't it. No, I'm only kidding. I will get to it in my message. Amen. Praise the Lord. Eternal or external perspective. External perspective. Or eternal, sorry. Eternal perspective. All right? So we are not to focus on the things that is happening in this earth here, but we are to focus on things that are not in the earth. Amen? And that is our perspective. So we're going to be discussing, which is a theological question, a serious theological question, and I'm going to talk to you about that. And it might be difficult for some of us to hear that, but hey, family, it's going to be critical to your success. How many of you are interested in your success, that God is interested in your success, so that you can live a successful, overcoming life? Just checking, making sure some of you don't want it. Okay, I can see, okay. All right, great. Okay, wonderful. The Lord, here's the, here's the statement I want to base everything that I'm going to talk on. And Apostle Theo already taught on this extensively, did a great job on this. And I just, with permission, I just want to add on to this. Because I find myself still to, in this day where people are saying, Pastor Johnny, I'm not coming to church because I refuse to wear a mask, but you're going to the mall, you're doing this, you're doing that. In winter, you put a balaclava on, you put a jacket on, you put a helmet on, on your bike, but I refuse to wear a mask. Uh, sorry, I was just showing the guys there, just watch out there, okay? All right. And family, it's because you are... Is it a spirit of fear that's upon you? Or because, no, I don't, I don't want to be in the presence of other people. I don't want to take my mask off or whatever the case may be. Hey, man, I think you're operating in a spirit of fear. So the Lord wants to break tonight. Listen to me. Tonight, yes, the Lord wants to break the spirit of fear over your life. And we're going to pray for that. Amen? How many of you agree with that? There is a spirit of fear operating since the start of the pandemic. We know that. It's a spirit of death, and it's a spirit of darkness that creates the fear in people's lives. So when we hear about the death rate, 500, 600, every day people dying, we're thinking that that is, and, and there's a spirit of fear just comes upon us. So we're going to break that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen? And I'm going to touch on three things. 
and and I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna walk away, touch on three things, and then we're gonna pray. So we're going to overcome this by taking captive every thought. How many of you know that's exactly the way you've got to do? No matter, yeah, but Pastor Johnny, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm just being a little bit careful. Hey, we can take, we can overcome the spirit of fear by taking captive every thought and make them obedient to Christ. Amen? Do you guys do that? Because immediately through my mind, as I said, I thought, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing, Pastor Johnny, or are we saying perhaps Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. We've got to take captive every thought. Make it subject to the obedience of Christ. In what God says about that situation. That's what the Bible teaches us in Corinthians. So our weapons we fight with. Amen. It's not of this world, but it is mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. You see, when you have a spirit of fear, you have a stronghold that is operating in your mind. A stronghold is an untrue thought that keeps us in bondage. Let me say that again. A stronghold is an untrue thought that keeps us in bondage. And when the pandemic is at its worst, we seem to believe the untrue thoughts and that we become super paranoid about certain things. But let me just not go in the direction of the pandemic. Let me talk about things in your life in general. Perhaps you're believing the Lord for a new house. Perhaps you're believing the Lord for a breakthrough. Perhaps you're believing the Lord for, for healing in your body. But everybody else is saying things around you, and so you believe the untruth becomes a stronghold, and you cannot break free from that. Because it is untrue, and that untruth is what keeps you in bondage. Amen? So some people are saying, some of the bondage you saw, I don't know in this economic climate whether I'm going to be able to get a job. I don't know whether I'll be able to provide for my family. I don't know whether I will ever. You know, I'm white, male and pale, so therefore I'm not going to get a promotion. I'm just going to call it as it is, man. Uh, Pastor John didn't hear that one ever before. Okay, so now you've heard it. Yeah, but Pastor John, it's true. So tonight I'm going to give you a simple truth. And we're going to replace bondage with what the Word of God says about your situation. Amen? You guys with me? All right? So that you can be successful, family, and see the spirit of darkness and death for what it is, a lie. I thought I would get a couple more amens there because really, if I was not preaching tonight, I would like. Okay, let me find something that you guys like, all right? And let's go to Timothy. For the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want you to see two things from this portion of Scripture. Number one, that fear is a spirit. Say that with me. Fear is a spirit. So if I'm operating in fear, I'm allowing the spirit of fear to operate in my life. The second thing that is important is that um, it's a sound mind. It's a sound mind. And a sound mind is a correct thought that can defeat the enemy in Jesus' name. So a sound mind, 
I'm of sound mind is a correct thought that can defeat the enemy in Jesus' name. You won't get a job. You won't get a promotion. There's nothing here for you in this country. That is untrue. I'm gonna, I'm ha- I do have a sound mind, and I'm going to take what, the promises of God, and I'm going to speak it over my life. I'm going to speak correct thoughts over my life in Jesus' name so that I can defeat that enemy. You see, wrong thoughts is what we are wrapped up in, and it will kick your butt every time. And you're wondering, why is my life just, it seems like it's calamity upon calamity, a negative thing about negative, a problem upon problem. My fridge has been working for 25 years. All of a sudden, now that's breaking. The wheel is breaking. The dog bit the chef. The chef can't cook. And now we're without food for the last week or so. I, I can't do this. Because you got the wrong thoughts. Amen. We have to have what the Bible calls, family, an uh, eternal perspective and not a temporary perspective. We are thinking about the things on the earth, and we're thinking those are the eternal perspectives. It's not. We have to have an eternal perspective on the matter. Our lives here on the earth, as you know, is just a vapor, and we are just passing through. We visitors to this earth because our home really is where? In heaven. We can't wait for the day to rather be with the Lord than rather be a year on the earth. Amen? You see, if you're believing too much, but I rather want to be on this earth, you will most probably operate in the spirit of fear all the time. Because there are things that you are seeing that is telling you and giving you thoughts to believe. And that becomes the spirit of How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know people? How many of you are sitting next to that person? So I'm going to show you three things to help you. I'm going to get you fired up, and then we're going to pray. Are you guys ready? Okay. So here in the book of John, let me just go here. In the book of John, Jesus is in the last uh, week of his ministry on the earth. The disciples have seen him perform awesome miracles. They thought he was going to set up his kingdom on the earth. And um, all of a sudden now he's about to, be, to, to go through a process. And so they really hope that Jesus, are you going to set up your kingdom now on the earth? Because then we're going to be the manna, the main manna but count. Because, I mean, we're the, the disciples. And as they prepare for this, and they're asking this question all the time, can we sit on your left and on your right, and can we be there with you, and, you know, thinking that this is what's going to happen. So Jesus answers their question because they're a little bit disappointed that they are not seeing any evidence of that on the earth. So they say, so here in the book of John, it says, Jesus speaking, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. So the disciples were most probably in a place of fear. And Jesus did not say, hey guys, let's pray. You're right. I mean, I'm supposed to set up my kingdom. Let's huddle quickly, okay? Let's do ESPN. Let's quickly get together. Let's pray. Hey, and then I'm going to perform a miracle, guys, and then it's going to happen. But he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And then he goes on to say, now look at this. For in my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you, 
I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Eternal perspective. Jesus did not say to them, hey guys, I'm sorry, man. But it's not God part of, of, of the Father's plan right now. But, you know, so I apologize for that. Maybe I led you on a little bit there. He just immediately directs their attention, their mind, their focus, their thoughts, their beliefs to say, hey, you should be eternally minded and not worry about what's going to happen here on the earth. Are you guys with me? Because, you see, the Father has a long-term life policy for you in place. We are worried about our life policy on the earth, like 20 years, 30 years, or 40 years, or maybe only five years, or whatever. But that's something that's going to expire. But God has got a long-term life policy in place for you. Amen? So we can see here, the disciples are in trouble, but Jesus immediately directs them to say, I'm going to prepare a place for you. In other words, he's giving them hope. He's saying, don't worry about this, guys. It's over in a minute. Well, it's it's a vapor. In a second, it's over. In the great scheme of things, it's nothing. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And family, that's where you and I need to be. We need to be eternally minded. For us to die is gain, to be with Christ. Phew, I don't see a lot of amens on that one there. So we've got to look at the eternal perspective. Is what I want to talk to you about. And I want you to look at this quote by Soren Kierkegaard. He was a theologian many, 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 many moons ago. And I just love the way that he explains sometimes how we focus on the now instead of on the eternal. So have a look at this. Quote from him, yes. Thank you. So when the sailor, this is his quote, when the sailor is out on the sea, and everything is changing. How many of you are going through change in your life? How many of you feel everything has changed or is changing? Okay, half of you. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate that. As the, as the waves are continually being born and dying, the waves are being born and dying, born and dying. It goes on to say, he does not stare into the depths of those things since they vary. He looks up at the stars. Amen? And why? Because they are faithful as they stand now. They stood for the, uh, uh, as they stand now, they stood for the patriarchs, Abram, Isaac, Jacob, all those, and will stand for the coming generations. I love that. In other words, if it worked for Abram and Isaac and, and, and Jacob, then surely it will work for us because this being born and dying, born and dying, the way it's forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards, is continuously changing and is never stable. We've got to look not at those things, but we've got to look up and we've got to believe for something that will stand for the coming generations. Well, what means then does he conquer changing conditions through the eternal by means of the eternal, one can conquer the future because the eternal is the foundation of the future. The eternal is the foundation. In other words, family, when we are with Christ, when we are with God, when we are with the Father, 
Those are the eternal things that will happen and will be the foundation of the earth. Not the things that come and go, born and die. Amen? We have to have an eternal perspective. So don't focus on variables and changing things, but focus on the eternal. Amen? So here's some advice for the mature Christian. Any mature Christians here this evening? You guys online? It's only for the mature Christians now, okay? Can you put up your hand if you're in that category? During this time, many people are going for counseling, and we encourage that. We encourage that. Find freedom here at Christian Family Church. Amen? And we've helped so many people in their journey, dealing with their yesterdays. But most people, family, are going for counseling, believing that their circumstances will be changed immediately. They will, they will, somebody's going to say something to them, and then they could do that, and then their circumstances are going to change overnight. They think that things will be better. Uh, a, a, a great psychologist once said is that counseling is not to help you make things better. Listen to what I'm saying now. Counseling is not to help you make things better. Counseling is there to give you perspective. Sometimes things are not better when you get counseled. But it does give you perspective. Amen? Are you guys with me? Okay. So we got to have an eternal perspective. Let's look at point number one. These are the three things that I want to talk to you about. Focus my eyes on heaven and not on earth. I explained that pretty well, all right? So let's have a look here in Luke. The Bible says then, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads. So we are to, in the midst of challenges, problems, whatever it is, don't want to wear a mask, sorry, I'm coming back to you guys again, okay, whatever it might be, is that stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. In other words, have an eternal perspective of your circumstances. They triumph over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Let me just stop here. So we see here that we can triumph over every situation in life. Apostle Theos taught us these principles. That by the blood of the Lamb, the finished work of Christ on the cross. He's done it all for us. Number one, we can overcome every situation knowing that Christ has overcome that situation for us. By the blood of the Lamb, His, his blood speaks greater than any other sacrifice. We can overcome it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, your testimony, my testimony. In other words, when I speak the word in my situation, I can overcome strongholds, untrue thoughts. Amen? Goes on to say, third thing, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In other words, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by knowing what Christ has done for us. Secondly, by the, what we say and speak. But we're not really concerned what happens on this earth. 
Hey, and if it means to die, it's to gain, says Paul. Amen? So we don't shrink it back. We don't do things. I might, I'm not sure, maybe. So these are the things that we look at. Amen? So to summarize this, we go through life looking up and not around. We look up and not around. Because family, if you're going to look around you, you will develop a stronghold. Fear will enter in. We got to look up and not around. Point number two. Focus my life on the unseen and not the seen. Amen? So Jesus here is now talking about, well, actually Paul, not Jesus. Paul is talking about here what's going to happen in our lives. What will happen in our lives? Are we in the end times, Pastor Johnny? Like Apostle Theo says, man, if there was any time, a time where we are potentially in the end times, it is now. I know they said it during the atomic bomb, <laughs> the black plague of the 1930s. But there are so many things falling in place that I think we are entering into the end times. So Paul here is explaining what will happen to us as believers as we enter into the end times. Look what it says here. It says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. I love that. I mean, it can be so hard, so difficult, but you're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. I mean, it can really go badly, but we can still hold on to the word. We are not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Wow. Knowing that if everybody else forsakes you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm with you until the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us. Who is that? The Holy Spirit will also raise us with Jesus and present us with him to himself. In other words, when we feel like we've gone through everything, you are not alone because the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that went to go and get Jesus out of hell is the same Holy Spirit in our despair, in our, where we feel like everything, we are so pressed, we are not crushed, we are not despairing. Amen? And he will raise us up to himself. So therefore, we do not lose heart. Come on, family. We do not lose heart in these circumstances. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. How are we renewed day by day? By taking captive every thought. Bring it to the obedience of Christ. Take every bondage, which is an untrue thought about you, and replace it with the word of God. The blood of the lamb, the word of his testimony. Even to the point, if it means I die, then I die. I can see you guys don't like this message much. Especially that dying part. Dying to self. I'm having a sort of lack of posture, Johnny. Does it mean I must trade in my BM? Yes. Does it mean I, does it mean I must give up uh, that lack of black credit card, you know, with all the unlimited credit? Yes. <laughs> For our light and momentarily troubles, light, momentary troubles, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Family, it's not what you achieve here on the earth, but what you do for eternity that will count for you and will speak for you. Amen? So, here it comes. 
So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. I love this. But on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. The things that you can see, your bills is temporary. Your car that broke down is temporary. The fact that they repossessed your house is temporary. The fact that you don't have a job, listen to this, is temporary. It is subject to change. Another translation says it. That situation is not forever because if you say, well, that's my lot in life now, you've just created a bondage, an untrue thought about your life. Amen? Since what is seen is temporary, subject to change, but what is unseen is eternal, forever, godly. Another translation puts it. Amen? So we are to focus and fix our eyes not on the unseen or the seen things, but on things which are unseen. Are you with me, family? What are the unseen things? Eternal perspective with God. Amen? It goes on then to say, because for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live really is Christ and to die is gain. Amen? Because why don't, don't we do that? We don't store up treasures down here on earth where moths can eat them and rust can destroy them and where thieves can break in and steal. Amen? But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. E eternal perspective. Amen? Where no moths and no rust can destroy and thieves do not break in or steal. So in other words, we are to live for treasures in heaven. Amen? Number three, focus my heart on faith, not by fear. Don't focus my heart by fear, but by faith. You know, family, Apostle Thea, as I say, has taught us so well in this church. I'm eternally grateful that my house is not built on the sand and whilst storms are coming or wreaking havoc in my life, but that my house is built on the rock, the revelation of the Word, Christ Himself. So I know And here is something amazing. Just write it down. Make a note. You've heard this before. You don't believe it in actual fact because you've got real problems, you say to me. Here it is, number one. Focus my heart on faith, not by fear. Read the Word every day. Uh, yeah, Pastor John, no, no, that I do in any case, but I've got lots of problems. And you're not listening to me. I remember my brother years ago. Well, let me just say some person. <laughs> yeah. Came to me, he said to me, I'm struggling. And I said to him, pray and read the word. He said to me, no, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm really struggling. And you know what? And I said to him, Keep on praying, keep on reading the word. And three months later, he was saying to me, You will not believe that day when you told me that, how it just changed and transformed because I had nothing. My stronghold, an untrue thought of what was happening in my life was trying to dominate me, but I replaced it with the word of God, so therefore the spirit of fear can go and I can believe what Christ says about me. 
Come on, family, give the Lord a praise for that. And Apostle Theo teaches us that all the time in this church. Read the Word, not the electronic version. If You know, we've spoken about this so many times. I've lately also began to read the electronic version. And then I get someone like a lazy, I put it on audio. Then I just listen to it. And guess what? My mind goes. I know you guys, you, I mean, you guys are super spiritual. Especially those guys watching. But listen to me, family. Your mind goes. And the first distraction, and the devil sends them. I don't know why, what it is, about 6 o'clock in the morning. But it seems like everybody's waking up. How's that? Yeah, I'm not lucky. And you? You're now just uh, doing nothing. Me and I'm listening to the word. Read the word, pray the word, confess the word. If you do that, in the words of Apostle Theo, you will be successful as a Christian. These are some of the things that you can do to become a saint. There's not all these, but I can assure you, if you have bondage of your mind, fear in your life, just do those things. Where do I start? Just start at Genesis. Amen? I've said this many times. It's my favorite saying lately. He still brings water from the rock. You might think you're in a desert. You might think there's a famine. But he still brings water from the rock. Look at this. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Look at this. Faith is reading the word. Faith is praying the word. Faith is doing the word. Now you might look at this and say, Duh. Do it. Do it. Do it. You, do it. Because my soul faints with longings for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. There's nothing else. I don't have an answer. I, Lord, I don't even have a plan B. I don't know what to do. Put your hope in His Word because they still bring water from the rock. Look at this amazing quote by C.S. Lewis. You've heard of him. In one way, we think a great deal too much about the atomic bomb. I told you I was going to talk about it. How are we to live in an atomic age? This happened in the 1930s when everybody thought everybody's going to bomb everybody. And there was no bomb even. I'm tempted to reply, why as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year? Sorry, let me just read that again. How are, you, are we to live in this atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year? Or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might have land and cut your throat any night? Or indeed, are you, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents, in other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Wow. 
Yeah, but we had COVID. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists, <laughs> isn't this amazing? The scientists have already added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made. And the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. Amen, family? Now listen to what he says. How do we pull ourselves together? If we all are going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, see, uh, once again, I'm just bringing that in. Let the bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Like what? Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint. Don't you dare. And a game of darts that you can do, okay? Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A, a microbe can do that as well, but they need not dominate our minds. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are struggling with fear in your life and you form the stronghold and it's dominating your thoughts all the time, with every head bowed, every eye closed, as I make this first altar call here tonight, we're going to break that over our lives. Amen? If that is you, that in any time, this is not a time to, 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 to hold on to your bondage. There's nothing to be ashamed about because, hey, here is the fact. Many of us at times have fearful thoughts, but you can overcome it by the blood of the Lamb, by the words of your testimony. Amen? Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, so I'm not going to embarrass you. But wherever you are, if that is you, then in your heart, just say, that's me. Tonight, Lord, I want to be set free. If that is you, say this after me. Say, Father in heaven, everybody, say this. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says, I have not received a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, I cast down every untrue thought that has spoken over my life, that I've allowed to develop in my mind. I, your word says, you take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. I now take all fear, all untrue thoughts, and I make it subject to Christ. Circumstances, be conformed to the Word of God. Change in the name of Jesus. And if you believe that, come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise.
We break every stronghold in Jesus' name. Amen, family. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here tonight, say, Pastor Johnny, I have not made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of my life. Or I used to serve God previously, but I no longer do. I've sadly just allowed strongholds to take charge of my mind. Untrue things that I believe, and now there are strongholds in my life, and I just can't overcome this. And I realize for me to do this, I need Jesus because He is the yoke breaker. He is the chain breaker. He is the untrue thoughts breaker in my life. If that is you, you want to make right with God, then in a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Or lastly, you say, I want to have assurance of my salvation, Pastor Johnny. So at any one of those three invitations, I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. Secondly, I want to repent and ask for forgiveness and return and restore my relationship with the Lord. Or thirdly, I want to have assurance of my salvation. If that is you, at any one of those three invitations, are you ready? And raise your hand as a sign to me and as a declaration of your, uh, for yourself to take a next step. If that is you, you ready? One, two, three, wherever you are, raise your hand. Raise your hand, wherever you are. I'm looking. We're 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 looking. If you're online at this moment in time right now, if you want to raise your hand and just do it there, wherever you're standing, maybe in the airport, maybe you're at home, maybe you're at work, uh, maybe you're even standing in the queue right now to wait for your delivery or whatever the case may be, just raise your hand there or yourself and just say, that's me, I need to get saved, I need to get right with the Lord. Amen, family? Now, if you've made that decision, then I'm going to ask you to say this prayer out loud. The Bible says that we've got to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth. So now we're going to say this prayer out aloud. And for your benefit, I'm going to ask everybody to say this prayer. Amen? Wonderful. I'm seeing so many people, so many people. Online, I believe you are raising your hands. You're making that confession. Say this prayer with me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. He took my sins so I can be free. I receive you. Jesus as my Lord and my Savior and from this day I promise to serve you with all of my heart Father I pray this in Jesus name Amen well congratulations well done well done well done well done well done thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz we hope that through this inspired teaching you had an encounter with God If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.